Thank you, Howard. Thank you, Irene. Well, good morning, everybody. Isn't it great to be together this morning? Uh, we welcome in this place our location of Newark and Highcombe and Lincoln in this place. Welcome to everyone. Isn't it great to gather? And what a great service we've had so far where thankfulness has been right at the core part of who we are. We've been a thankful people this morning. Isn't it a good way to finish one year and enter into a new year with thankfulness at the core of who we are? We're reminded in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I'm also reminded today of that passage in Numbers chapter 13, when the spies return, and two of the spies give a good report. There's something scriptural, a scriptural precedent about giving a good report. And that's what we're going to do this morning. This morning, because we're gathered three of our locations in this place, we're going to bring good reports on the life of three of our locations. But just before that, I want to give a quick highlight on our other locations that are gathering in their particular locality this morning. This year in 2019, we had the joy of launching and planting a location of Alive in Gainsborough. Come on, let's celebrate that. <laughs> Under the location pastoring of John and Judy Swanock, uh, we planted out from uh, a live Lincoln and from a live Highcombe a number of people who this afternoon will be gathering in the town hall in Gainsborough. And we've seen just over a 100% increase in attendance since day one to where we are now on an average attendance. <laughs> So that's people in the heart of Gainsborough. We've seen those come to faith. We've seen baptisms. And uh, we're seeing God doing some great things in the town of Gainsborough. We're also seeing across that town a wonderful start, a birthing of partnership, unity across the churches. It's taken many, many years to see that, but we're seeing the first fruits of um, pastors and uh, leaders in the town gathering together for prayer and gathering together for unity. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Also this year, uh, Grantham. Grantham are growing from strength to strength under the leadership of Jonas and Sean Isles. Grantham uh, in the 2020 will be launching a second morning service, week in, week out, because of the growth that God is bringing to that location. Isn't that good? God is doing something great there. He's doing something great amongst young people. On a Friday evening, they have over 40 young people who gather in that uh, location every Friday evening under the leadership of our youth pastor there in Grantham. Isn't that good? Another great story is our location in Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe is perhaps our smallest location in terms of the number of people who gather there, but in the last 12 months have seen again a 100% increase in their growth in terms of Sunday attendance. The beauty of what takes place in Scunthorpe as well is that they really are uh, meeting that vision statement of ours of being a multi-ethnic church. They have a huge number in the small number of people gathering of different nations that gather in that place. In fact, during the year, they were even considering translating their service into Portuguese for the number of people that were attending who were Portuguese speaking. Isn't that good that we're getting so many different people in that locality coming to faith in Christ and worshipping together? Together. And in Wyndham, 
Wyndham's had a, an interesting year where its location pastors have moved into a, another part of the life of our um, church. And because of that, we've had to raise new leaders and we've raised a new location forum in Wyndham. And Wyndham is starting to see the growth of a church arising, the body of Christ arising and taking ownership themselves of that place. We're looking forward in 2020 in Wyndham to see some incredible growth in God because of a leadership forum that are carrying the weight and carrying that together. Why don't we thank God for what he's doing across the life of a life. We give you praise God, you're so good. Now this morning would be really boring if I told you the stories of the three locations that are represented here. So would you join me in welcoming Dom and Sam O'Connell as they bring the story of Newark. Come and join us Dom, come and join us Sam. Wonderful, there's another mic up here as well. Wonderful. Well, welcome, Dom and Sam. This has been a great year for the life of Newark. We've seen some great changes, some new things taking place. And one of those is around uh, our service time and our service venue on a Sunday. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Sundays at Newark? Yeah, cool. So um, we... uh the, the congregation we noticed sort of uh, last year were really calling out for a, a different service time. For those of you that don't know, we, uh, we used to meet at four o'clock uh, in a Baptist church uh, in Newark, and, uh, and it became very apparent and very evident to us that um, that needed to change because, um, uh, because it wasn't particularly convenient for younger families that we had around, and, and we really wanted to, to, to be able to reach out and attract more, uh, more of those people that were struggling to attend our four o'clock service, uh, and so we had to make the decision to, uh, to move that. And so we looked around and found, uh, tried to find another venue, another place that we could meet. And, uh, and we found amazing, uh, amazing favor and amazing opportunity with a, with a local school called uh, Magnus, uh, Magnus Academy. And, uh, and so we started a relationship and we started a journey with that school, uh, which, which we're still on now, obviously, uh, that allowed us to meet, um, meet at a different time, meet at half past 10, and, uh, and, and, and really, and since then we've seen uh, younger families come in and we've, we've been able to be much more attractional, attractive rather, uh, to, uh, to, to, those, to those families. And also, have we got the pictures? Oh, amazing. So um, you can actually see it's quite visually different as well. We're actually able to, uh, to offer a, a service, a worship experience that's um, nicer. Uh, than it was in our, in our previous venue as well. We love the Baptist Church and we love those guys there, but, uh, but Magnus allows us much more freedom to, uh, to do things like that, so it's, it's been great. Amazing, and Sam, the journey with Magnus as a school was much more than just a meeting venue, isn't it? I know at the heart of that school um, is Christianity and faith and a charismatic uh, evangelical head teacher as well. Tell us a little bit about the relationship with the school. So we are really blessed that, so it's a Church of England Academy, and we're blessed that the head teacher there is, as Howard mentioned, a, a charismatic Pentecostal Christian, uh, and she is so excited to have us worshipping in that building. I remember when we were having initial conversations about um, moving our service there, and she said, so you're telling me that you're going to be filling my school hall with the presence of the Holy Spirit every Sunday. When can you move in? And we were just astounded by that, and we have 
we've just been blown away um, every day by the grace of God in our relationship with Magnus, just the way that they are so accommodating towards. It's not even that they kind of say, um, yes, that's fine for you to do things your way. They actively go out of their way to say, what would make things easier for you to use this building? And it's just... It, yeah, we're continually blown away by it. And the fact that we have this relationship with the school that goes deeper than just us using their facilities, they want us to be involved with uh, assemblies. And we have a, a prayer meeting with the leadership every week where some of our congregation go and pray for the school and for the town. And it's just really great to have that spiritual synergy uh, with the Magnus. That's amazing. One of our vision statements says this, a church readily working in partnership with other churches and ministries for the advancement of God's kingdom. And you're seeing some incredible things in terms of youth ministry in Newark and churches partnering together to deliver great youth ministry. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that as well, Sam? Yeah, definitely. So we, um, we had some meetings a little while ago with different church leaders and people that are involved with youth in different churches. And it became apparent to us that many of the churches had got sort of three, four, five youth, but it was really difficult to galvanize anything. We wanted to show the youth of our town that they're not the only Christians in their schools and across the town. So we decided to do a joint youth ministry. Um, so that's headed up by um, a guy from the Church of England and we have a lot of influence into that and so does Salvation Army. We see sort of 25 um, young people. It's currently on a every other month, but the the youth kind of said to us, why, is this, why isn't this every month? Why aren't we doing this more regularly? So from the new year, it's going to be on a monthly basis. And it's just so great to help young people to understand that they're not on their own in their faith, that there are other people that want to um, journey with them and that are in the same position as them. And it's definitely that way. It's called deeper. The idea of it is that we are equipping and empowering young people to um, live their faith out in their day-to-day. That's amazing. It's really good. That is amazing. So whenever we do new things in the life of the church, it gives an opportunity for people to grow, people to grow into new things. One of the, again, core statements of our vision is we're a Jesus-centered community growing in our faith, empowered to make a difference in, a world, in the world. So Dom, how have you seen personal growth, individual growth this year in the life of the location? Uh, how have we seen it? Well, first of all, we have seen it. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's great, really. And, and, and when I think and when I when I think across our, our congregation uh, as individual people, um, it's it's very clear and it's very evident um, people's individual discipleship journeys, people's individual walks with Jesus, and and just thinking back to um, to where people have been uh, in their lives in terms of their circumstances and 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 behaviours and attitudes and all that sort of stuff. And, and to, to have seen a journey and it doesn't you know in the day-to-day it doesn't actually look like much is happening but when you when you look now uh, and uh, versus a year ago and you and you have a person in mind and you, you observe the difference uh, that Jesus made in their life is absolutely amazing. And there are stories uh, of this that, that I could tell you that we don't have time that, that are just countless in Newark, just, just, just countless um, uh, people, individual growth and discipleship and stepping up as well to, uh, to, to areas in the church to be serving people, to serving uh, one another. Uh, it's, it's really great to see so much, uh, we're calling it internal growth. Because that sounds cool, doesn't it? Sounds great. But it really is discipleship, and it's amazing. Amazing. And um, you've written down in your notes here a little story about Naomi and Paul. 
Just give us a highlight. Yeah, so this this isn't actually really a, a sort of a discipleship um, journey, but but it, it speaks of people stepping up and people really, um, you know, stepping out and doing new things and doing amazing things. Um, there's a there's a girl in our in our church. Um, who is, um, she, she started playing the piano uh, last, last year uh, sometime. And, uh, and we have another guy in the church who has always played the piano called Paul Foster. Um, he's actually been in Alive for many years. Yeah. He was in Grantham. Um, and, uh, and so Paul sort of took this girl under, under his wing and showed her the piano and showed her how, you know, how things are done and all that sort of stuff. And, and she was coming along okay, and, uh, and it was great. And, um, and it got to, to our Christmas event, our Christmas carols concert, um, and, uh, and we decided that, um, uh, that this, this girl perhaps wasn't really in a place where she could, she could play the piano for this complex piano song that we had, and so we just sort of thought, mm, we'll just use a, a backing track, it'll be fine. And, uh, and we got to the rehearsal for this, uh, for this event, and um, she listened to this track, and she just smashed out this piano piece. And it was absolutely amazing because we were all so gobsmacked that this had happened uh, in the rehearsal room. Uh, we just couldn't believe what we were hearing, that, that, that this girl who, who hadn't really had much experience with the piano, but had, uh, had, had gone and, and learnt, and, and, and it's a great story of other people bringing each other along as well, with Paul just, just bringing her along and showing her bit by bit every week you know, how to do things. And, and it's ju- it was just amazing to see her play at our carols concert, this really quite, well, I think it's a complex piano piece anyway uh, that we just assumed nah, she's not going to be able to do that and that to us was that to me personally would actually hit me quite hard um, about how we can sometimes just discount um, what's going on and, and what's possible and so that that, that hit me quite hard actually Amazing. it was great well done Naomi fantastic so good um, so some of this has resulted now in things growing and actually multiplying this year we set right at the beginning of 2019 I don't know if you remember but we set this across one event as well that this was a year of multiplication and you've got a multiplication story within your connect groups haven't you so come and tell us a little story about your connect groups so over the course of this year uh, we have doubled the number of connect groups that we have within the new location um, we have 90 people uh, that are a connect group attenders which um, our our average Sunday attendance is kind of around about 80 so to say we have 90 people that are in connect groups is really astounding <laughs> it's great isn't it fantastic And in the year, they've doubled from three connect groups to six connect groups. And of course, that's training new leaders, new people taking on the life of uh, leading small groups across the life of the church. Just amazing. Well, guys, we want to say a huge thank you to the two of you. We want to celebrate what God's doing in you as well. Uh, This year has been a a big step up for Dom and Sam. In September this year, Dom and Sam took on the leadership of the Location Forum in Newark. And in Newark, we don't have location pastors at the moment. The location is being led by a forum, a team. And Dom and Sam are leading that team. And they are doing a great, great job in the life of the location. So why don't we celebrate this couple and thank God for these two. We thank God for you. And as a church in 2020, whether we're in Newark or not in Newark, we want to pray for Newark, the location in Newark. What can we be joining you in prayer for next year? 
Uh, so, re so really, we want to see uh, we want to see more in Newark. We've seen amazing things in 2019, and really, uh, we want to see that that is a precedent that has been set for uh, for for 2020 and, and the entire decade, really. So, we want to see more in terms of discipleship and personal, individual growth and walking with Jesus, um, and we want to see more in terms of uh, favour in our town and uh, and relationship with our town as well. And so, um, so exposure there, so that we are able to develop a culture of being invitational uh, and to really see some see some growth that's uh, that's what we're about this amazing year. amazing fantastic why don't we thank Dom and Sam <laughs> wonderful thank you so much guys thank you would you join me in welcoming Paul and Joy Blundell as they come to the platform great Fantastic. Well, of course, many of you will know Paul and Joy, uh, our location pastors here in our Lincoln location. And uh, it's been a great year in the life of the church here in Lincoln. Paul, we've just come out of our Christmas season, our Christmas series, and we had across the course of a weekend what we call the Christmas Spectacular here at Lincoln. Tell us a little bit about the story there. Oh, Can I Joy. share that one? Yeah, Joy, yeah, Joy share that one. You've, you've surprised me. I'm like a rabbit no, in the headlights going, that's not my bit. What do I say? <laughs> Great. You yeah. can join. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we've had a wonderful year across the whole uh, of Alive Lincoln, and it's amazing, like Dom said, to be on uh, that long-term discipleship journey with people, uh, but there's also kind of mountaintop experiences as well. And so the Christmas Spectacular was absolutely spectacular. Um, we had four performances over uh, three days, uh, with 1,400-ish uh, people coming through the doors. Uh, over 100 people per team, uh, for the team, per performance. And uh, I think we hosted the city in such a wonderful way. Our teams were welcoming, they went over and above. Our performers and creative people were absolutely amazing. Um, it was so good for people who have never been through the door of a church to come into the church and say, wow, and this is your church. And obviously we don't do like scaffolding on a Sunday morning and like all of the songs, but it was our culture. We demonstrated our culture to the people of the city. And I was just really proud of our whole team for the way that everyone pulled together and put on something that really showed the Christmas story and the culture of Jesus's church. So yeah, that's a massive that's highlight. That's so good. Well done. Yeah, it reminded me of how much our invitational value needs to and does now run through everything that we do. And of course, all of this was in order to push towards Alpha as well for next year as well. So just remember that our invitation doesn't stop with that big event, but actually we live lives of invitation wherever God has placed us. So Paul, we're also a multi-generational church. We're a church that works into generations. We've had an incredible year with our children and youth ministry. Why don't you tell us some of the stories of children and youth work? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've got incredible teams there, haven't we? And people that are dedicated um, across, across the board. But um, I love the fact that even now while we're sat here, our kids' teams are serving our kids and um, celebrating, having kids' parties uh, and stuff with them. And um, it's often in the unseen space in our kids' work where they're kind of out of this building. But I'd love us, as we go and collect kids or if you see kids' team in their orange T-shirts, just to say a huge thank you for, them, for who they are 
and for what they do. Yeah. I'd love you to do that today um, as you go and collect your kids and um, if you see them around the building. But I'd love us to develop that and that to be a culture, not in the unseen space, but actually we just know uh, what they're doing to serve our kids introduce them to Jesus, allow them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They do an incredible job. So I'd love you to do that today and um, to develop that as we go through into 2020. Just to say thank you uh, for all the work that they do. We had an incredible light party. We've got some pictures um, of the light party, which will come up um, on the screen. Last year, we had about 40, uh, 35, 40 kids at the light party. This year, we had uh, around 80. So we doubled um, our kids' numbers for the light party with an incredible um, event with animals, escape rooms, and um, you can see some of the pictures with some of the animals um, on there. Um, in this space here, as kids just um, had an opportunity to celebrate something rather than it being <laughs> full of darkness and fear. Oh, I said talking about a tarantula. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've just looked up and seen some kids drawing, but that seemed to get a bit of a response from people. Wow, I'm drawing. Uh, now, there were some incredible things, but just to have that sense for kids of, wow, this is incredible. This is amazing. It's just good. And our youth as well. Youth, give us a cheer. We, we love the fact that we have so many young people here who are noisy and um, excitable. I love the opportunity that I get to, um, we get to work with Nick. Elliot is our youth pastor. He is passionate for Jesus. And um, in our weekly conversations, we just love talking about discipleship how we're going to develop young people um, and get that into the next generation, a passion for Jesus Christ. And um, I love that. And so as we see through our youth, we've got a thriving um, youth band led by Grace um, Kendrew, which is wonderful. Well done. And um, we've got connect groups that meet during Amazing. the week because we want to see young Amazing. people discipled. And um, it's just great to see them passionate. Incredible. And also this year, we've been doing a bit of work for the next generation, young adults, students, and combining that ministry yep. together. Tell us a little bit of the story. Yeah, there. we made a decision um, around 18 months ago that um, students shouldn't be left to their own devices, was basically our decision. And so what we did was we decided that actually students should fit within our young adults program. And um, what we were kind of finding was that because of the, the kind of transient nature of students, um, they weren't necessarily fully connecting into the family and the whole body of the church together. So we made a decision to bring more young adults and, and our students together to bring that into one space, which has meant that actually our connect groups and many of those leading the students are, are young adults or young people from the church and church family. Now what that's done is it's allowed students not only to connect into a wider family, but to really feel at home in the church. And so already Amazing. we're seeing uh, more students want to stick around as graduates. We've seen a few of those come on the academy program and um, for the church. And so this sense actually of people being embedded into family and home here has been absolutely brilliant. Which is our intention, you know, if you come away from home for the first time, we want you to feel like you've found a great place um, to call home and a family to be here. That's great. And in that generation as well, gathering together in small groups yep. is intrinsically important. And you've launched new connect groups, yep. seen a whole host of new things taking place. Absolutely. I think that's got to be, that's our DNA, isn't it? This sense of actually who we are is running through connect groups, discipleship. And so we've had a couple of alpha courses with our young adults and students, and that's launched connect groups. We've got five connect groups now. Uh, with our young adults. They meet here um, on a Wednesday night and uh, meet her all around the building. They have a sense of there's a coffee shop vibe and connection together, but then going off um, into groups for discipleship. And to see the, and hear the stories, you know, there's little bits of people filled with the Spirit for the first time, baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, sets people up wow. for a life with Jesus. That's brilliant. Joy, our vision statement says, a we're a church of influence with involvement in all spheres of society and a focused mission into the world, a, char a church with a heart for the poor 
and the marginalised, who are determined to bring transformation to people's lives. And of course, our vehicle for that within Alive Lincoln is Acts. Why don't you tell us some of the great stories of Acts this year? Yeah, I love that Jesus is good news to the poor and uh, we want to be good news to our city. And so we're just keeping going with Acts. Uh, there's uh, no great brand new projects or anything like that, but we've given uh, four, over 4,000 families and individuals tangible aid this year through food bank and furniture so 4,000 people have wow. received uh, food or furniture or uh, wow. when they've not had it which I think has been amazing uh, we also have over 250 people have engaged in our Butterflies Shed or eSoul projects here at the church so come in and uh, finding community and home but also uh, uh, receiving support and uh, learning English and making friends and over 1,500 young people have been engaged with through our Energize scheme. So that's amazing. We're doing all sorts of stuff across the city but I just wanted to tell you a little story about a friend of ours called Jo. And Jo came uh, to our church a number of years ago when she was homeless. Uh, she, was, um, she had a problem with a relationship and she found herself uh, with no house. Uh, we helped her through food bank and she also uh, fa- uh, was mentored. Uh, she went through our uh, debt program with CAP and also joined Butterflies. She became a mentor uh, for other people who found themselves in crisis and uh, she really went on a journey, found Jesus and became an amazing part of our church congregation. And Joe sadly passed away uh, in October this year. And I, I just wanted to take an opportunity to honor her life mm. because she uh, really illustrated the incredible way our teams serve our city and then give hope and help to people in need. And she found friendship and hope and salvation uh, through Jesus in the church. And uh, it was amazing really to have her as part of the congregation for a few years uh, helping other people. But one of the incredible fruits of uh, her life as well, and I love how Jesus carries on working even through people's lives, even after uh, they've gone to be with him. We had a, a Thanksgiving service for Joe at the, here at the church. And um, uh, one of uh, the undertakers uh, came to the service and just stood at the back and we had a little chat with him. He'd never been in this church before or seen anything uh, and loved the story of Joe's life. And uh, he's been, I think, in church every Sunday nice. since um, and is on a journey himself with Jesus. And uh, we've become friends with him. And it's really brilliant to have him as part of our congregation and know that that's the fruit of some of the work that we've done, that God continues to work in people's lives, uh, even if they're no longer with us. That's yeah. amazing. And, and Paul, really, that's, again, a heart of our vision is knowing, growing, going, the, the whole growing section, discipleship. Mm. You've got some great statistics and stories of individuals that are growing in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, the central part of following Jesus, isn't it, is allowing... As we're with Jesus and in the presence of God, allowing Jesus to be formed in us, that actually discipleship is the heart of who we are and what we're doing, that we're becoming more like Jesus every day as we allow him to shape who we are. And I think as a church, as we then think about how do we then begin to discipleship, connect groups form the central part of what we're doing. Now, this year we launched and multiplied um, connect groups. Four more connect groups were added to the church or location. And so it's 30 as part of the um, Lincoln location, which is just wonderful. We want to see those grow and expand because they're the central part of how do we 
um, become more like Jesus? And how do we do what he did um, in the world around us? And we saw around 100 people this year make decisions to follow Jesus. And we know that in that moment, that isn't someone just saying it isn't the whole thing. But actually, it marks something in somebody's life when they're responding to Jesus in that moment. And so sometimes that can be somebody coming back to Jesus. Sometimes that can be um, a sense of recommitment. But often it's a sense, actually, for the first time we want to do something. And so I want us to pray that in that, as people are responding, then there's an opportunity for them to grow in their faith. And as a a location, we've seen over um, 300 um, guests and visitors um, this year, and um, which is wonderful to be able to to host people and connect people. Every week, there's new people here. And as part of our process, we want to ensure everybody has an opportunity to be welcomed well. And so our welcome evenings really form the first step or our opportunity to do that. And... um, What I'd love to encourage us all in is if you're with somebody new or sat next to somebody in the two-minute social who's not been here before, I want to to encourage you to ask them and to invite them to our welcome evening. They're the fourth Wednesday of every month, and I just want you to invite them to that. Or ask the question, have you been on that? Or have have you joined a connect group yet? Because that's our opportunity to allow people to, um, to grow in the faith, but also know who we are and to journey forward. So you think as well, Newark have set an amazing um, bar in terms of people in connect groups. And uh, we gather around 600 uh, on a weekly basis. Wouldn't it be amazing to have 700 people in connect groups? Yeah. <laughs> like Newark have more yeah. than they have Come on, on. A Sunday. So uh, invite and uh, bring people in. I, I reckon our challenge is to increase the amount of people in connect groups this Brilliant. year. Thank Absolutely. you. Joy and Paul, we want to honour you and thank God for you. Thank God for your tireless uh, leadership in this place, the way that you work to see the life of this location grow and increase. We honour you and thank you. Why don't we honour this great couple? Thank God for you. Bless you. Bless you. And whether we, whether we worship here in Lincoln or across the life of the church, how can we join with Lincoln in prayer this year? Yeah, I think um, as we move into 2020, what we, um, our, our prayer and our conversation really is how do we be a people that are passionate about Jesus, right. um, that have a revelation of who Jesus really is and allow that revelation and relationship with Jesus to spur us into um, everything that we need to be for this city to be transformed, for Lincoln to be changed. And, I think everything from the way that we welcome people in, invite our neighbours, that we work together, that we're team on a mission, all of those things actually come from this sense that we have a true revelation of who Jesus is and what he's like. And so my prayer, our prayer, is that we get a deep revelation and love for Jesus Christ himself. Incredible. Let's thank Paul and Joy this morning. Thank you, guys. Wonderful. Now this morning, uh, Dan and Joe are away. They're away with family uh, this morning and uh, therefore Matt Loft is going to join me this morning and bring the story of our location in Highcombe. Why don't we welcome Matt this morning? Brilliant. Good morning, Matt. Great to see you, mate. Fantastic. So, Matt, Dan sent over a few thoughts that we're going to talk about this morning. and Very um, minor bullet points. Yeah, some areas that you're going to chat on this morning. The first really is a highlight from the year. Around our whole um, 
vision statement of this church of influence, community engagement, how we're engaging with the community. You're seeing some great things in Highcombe. Tell us some of those stories. Yeah, so we're, um, we're really privileged in Highcombe. We've got a community's pastor, Stacey, who is amazing. And um, she's all about just getting across the whole community in Highcombe and just reaching out uh, wherever we're needed. So we've got loads of projects going on. Um, but what's also amazing is that through Stacey, she's, she's um, bringing through volunteer yeah. leaders that are just uh, finding sort of what it is, how, what they can give to the community, and we're stepping into those things. Uh, so one of the uh, amazing successes that we've seen in Highcombe is we've seen um, Shed yep. uh, be relaunched uh, by, uh, by John Fletcher, and um, we're seeing amazing stories of men who um, just didn't have anywhere to go, didn't have anyone to talk to, the, the whole... Um, culture of blokes just having to hold it in um, and through the shed they're finding a place where they can talk where they can be uh, feel free to be real and um, there's an amazing story John uh, shared with me with a bloke who sent a message to the Facebook page but um, through just anxiety and through worry of being found out as a bloke they needed to talk he deleted the message before he could, anyone could respond to him um, but our team saw that a message had been sent that there was a notification they they contacted him um, and just through um, having a conversation, through understanding where that bloke was at, uh, they met with him outside of the wow. sort of normal area of Shed and um, communicate with him. And actually through that, he's come into Shed, um, he's, he's messaged um, and can continue to come through um, and he's making real steps in, in who he is and his ability to communicate and talk to people. And he's been there every month since, which is amazing. Incredible. Shed's also, at the moment, is one once a month, uh, but because of the need of it, uh, it's going to um, it's going to every fortnight from 2020 which is amazing. So the shed's been fantastic. Another thing is we've got um, Lara working with CAP um, and through what she's been doing this year, three families have become debt free, free through the working yeah, with that's CAP. That's great. Let's just pause and celebrate that. That's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. That's great. Great. We've also, uh, through, through the community stuff, we've also um, been able to do some energised stuff in Hiker, yep. which is amazing. So in the summer, we did an energised scheme, um, which was run uh, with a budget of zero. Wow. Um, so it was all down to volunteers giving time, but also volunteers giving a bit of money, gi yep. giving, um, giving us things and stuff like that. And through that, we were able to connect with 80 uh, young people and families, uh, which have then connected into our light party, into the kids' things and all things Hiker, which has been amazing. That's great. Isn't, isn't God good? And have you seen some of the joined up way that the church is working across our, all our locations now? Butterflies is working, I think, in probably about 80% of our locations. Uh, the Shed, and again, about 50% of our locations. And this joined up way of working, the church coming together, where we're learning from each other, we're growing together. It's one of the huge benefits of us as a multi-site church. So, Matt, the area that you really work in is youth. And, of course, you work um, strongly into your location but you also work with Nick across the city here and also at times work with all location youth leaders on things like the weekend away. Can you give us an overview of kind of where you're at with youth? Yeah, we love, um, we love working as one church with the youth stuff. We, uh, we love connecting with all the locations. Nick and I work together weekly. Uh, Lincoln and Hike can meet together every, every Friday and we do Amazing. a lot together. Some of the big highlights of 2019 for us, we started the year with Captivate in February, uh, which is the youth conference for a, for a live church, uh, which was amazing. We saw over 130 
young people come to that last uh, this year, which is so super. And what's great about that is it's not just, so Captivate had five locations from Alive come along, but we also got to connect with a lot of churches in the city, which great. is amazing. And we're doing that again in February 2020. Um, we also had uh, an amazing uh, worship experience through Forever in, in June, July, where we partnered with Bath City Church, who came up. Um, and one of the great things about Forever is the, the idea of this is it is meant to be all about unity, bringing young people together from across Lincoln, Lincolnshire. And we're now connecting with 15 different churches wow. for Forever, which is superb. Wow. Um, so again, it's not just about Alive or anything like that. It's about young people thriving in our city, which is amazing. Uh, that also led to the Higher Tour, which um, again was fantastic. And we were very privileged to have it hosted here this year. Um, and the... Um, the capacity for this building is 550, and uh, we had 547 officially in the building. Um, and it was just an amazing night. It was so good to see. And we were in, we were in 12 secondary schools across uh, Lincolnshire again that week. So we got to uh, share the gospel with 1,600 people just in Highcombe, uh, NK and RP, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, again, and then the weekend away, again, so that had uh, five locations of live going to it. We took 80 people down to Northampton. Just an amazing chance to be together. Um, just absolutely superb. So, yeah, with, uh, the youth work in Alive is absolutely thriving. That's fantastic. And next year, the, you mentioned higher this year, but of course in 2020, there's a big push towards a higher tour and event across this region. Yeah, so we, again, Lincoln and Lincolnshire, we're really blessed with, with um, where, what unity is doing. God is really working within the unity of different churches and our locations. Um, so we are working towards a huge event in, in July, June, yeah. end of June, um, with, with working in partnership with The Message, uh, where we are looking to go into, again, to 12 schools um, across the city, um, including sort of all five, six major schools in Lincoln and Highcombe, uh, where Nick and myself and the team will be in the schools along with higher and the other churches um, and then we're the, that's going to culminate in a big gig um, at the engine shed this year so we hope um, the engine shed capacity is, is 2,000 so we're hoping that that's what we're praying towards is, is building towards seeing um, all of the teenagers of the city come and experience the gospel um, in a relevant way that um, just enables them to have a good time as well as um, seeing that joy so yeah that's brilliant fantastic and of course Over the last couple of years, Highcombe's launched and developed its evening service. Uh, you do it once a month at the moment, and uh, you do that in Windmill Farm. Uh, why don't you tell us a couple of highlight stories from this year? Yeah, services. definitely. So uh, the great thing about our evening services, so 2018, we were once every quarter. Um, so we only had four across the year. Uh, but with the growth and the sort of the need for, for, for another worship space, um, we went to monthly. Um, one of the um, joys about the evening service is we, have a, we only have speakers every other month for it. So on alternate months, we uh, leave the space open for stories and testimonies. And, and for me, uh, the highlight is seeing um, people from across uh, the location, from young people to, to our legacy generation coming in, um, being willing to step up and talk about what God's doing in their life, what they're right. seeing. Um, so seeing that, it's been a real joy and, and actually having a good space for them to do that. Um, another great thing about the evening service is it's led by um, a YA team. So um, the leadership team for the, for the evening service is obviously led by Dan and Joe, uh, but there's getting a lot of input from our, our YA guys to give them a space to sort of step up into leadership, which is great. Um, yeah, so it's been 
it's been absolutely fantastic. We had Roy Todd this year as well, which was superb. He was one of, he, um, absolute great night of, of prophecy and worship. Um, yeah, so we're looking forward to the evening service in, in, in 2020. But as well as that, as part of the evening service, once a month, uh, we are going to be introducing a second service in the morning, uh, which will be a shorter sort of reflective uh, service at 9.30. Right. So, um, so yeah, we'll be going to looking at three services across the month. Wow, incredible. Of course, multi-generational is a key theme that runs all the way through the life of the church. And I suppose if you'd listen to these interviews without knowing that we're multi-generation, you could think we're predominantly for children and youth. But we also run an incredible ministry for those over 60, yeah. 65, actually 55, 55 in Highcombe, isn't it, called Legacy. Yes. Have you got a couple of stories about Legacy? Yeah, so um, Legacy in, in Highcombe is actually where we're seeing the biggest growth. Yeah. Um, so if you talk about like revival in the church, in the life of Highcombe, <laughs> the revival is in our over 55s. Amazing. Um, and they're just coming in their droves um, and getting connected completely into the church, which is just amazing. Uh, one of the highlights that um, Hugh and Barbara, who run our... Um, uh, legacy journey. One of the things they love is that um, the community of Legacy, the, we're, we're getting our Alive Highcombe people there, but actually they're connecting into all of the churches within Highcombe, working together to bring Legacy people together so they've got a community, making sure that people aren't left out, making sure older generation who are lonely have got a space to go and worship in a way that maybe they're more used to, um, which is fantastic. So yeah, we're getting, so it's not just about um, getting old people to get older people together sorry older people together it's about saying actually this is a community that matters um, that actually these guys have still got something to give um, and actually they are a valid and really yeah. important part of our community uh, and for me and Katie personally I don't think uh, 2019 I'd have survived without uh, uh, people like Ken and Eileen who are part of our um, legacy generation who come alongside us and support us and show love and wisdom all the time so we're a very blessed church to have such an amazing legacy community and you do this brilliant thing, don't you, in Highcombe, which is an intergenerational, where you do meals together between various demographics and various Yeah, so it's called May Munchies, and then there's something else in October, November, and I can't remember what it's called, but essentially it's the opposite. Can anyone from Highcombe help me? November nibbles. November nibbles. Thank you. There you go. Great. So in, in, essentially what happens is in May, um, I think this is right, um, the, uh, the legacy generation host people from the YA and we go around for a, for a meal and connect and things like that. And then in November, it's swap round and people from the YA host uh, people from the legacy generation. Right. And they come in and we um, host a meal and things like that. So that's it's absolutely great. fantastic. And it's always an amazing meal. Yeah, so. that's great. So Dan sent over some incredible um, statistics. Uh, do you want to just read out some of these so that we can get a snapshot of the growth in Highcombe this year? Great, yeah. So um, in Highcombe, we... Um, um, have seen 18 uh, salvations across the year where those, and those 18 are people that are then connected uh, regularly within the yep. church um, we have uh, so our average attendance is about 190 200 and it's same with Newark we, and we have 180 to 190 that are connected in connect groups every That's week so, so almost 100% which That's is fantastic uh, we've had over 250 first time visitors across the year um, and our connect groups have increased uh, to 23 in total, which is six new connect groups across the year, including two YA, new That's YA brilliant. connect groups. That's so been amazing. Wow, that is so good, isn't it? And um, Matt, we want to thank you for your leadership into young people uh, in Highcombe and across the city for what you and Katie do. And thank you also for representing Dan and Joe and the leadership, the Location Forum team at Highcombe. Why don't we thank Matt and honour him in this place this morning? Amazing. 
So Matt, if we could be praying for Heikem uh, for something this year, if we could join together as one church praying for Heikem, what would we be praying for this year? Great, yes. There's um, two things that, um, that really stand out. At the moment, we've um, uh, Rachel Palmer has been um, our kids pastor for the last six years. She's done an amazing job, superb um, uh, work within the kids in our community um, but she's um, now stepping out into something new for her life and for her family um, so we're looking at, ha- at uh, creating a new community they're getting a new pastor in uh, someone who's really um, on fire for kids in our community so we so it'd be cool. we'd love prayer for the right person whether being risen up from within a life icon or someone coming in um, or from across the whole all locations uh, that would be amazing and and secondly um, one of the things that we I can you know, so important to us is that we are in our community and that actually Highcom as a location is all about saying actually we, we love our town uh, and we want our town to thrive, we want the people in our town to thrive and one of the ways that we want to do that um, is to have a hub, a central place where people can call home um, and if you didn't know, Alive Highcom are looking to try and get a building. Um, <laughs> Might have been mentioned once or twice, um, but but it's it's for you know Dan's um, had that that sort of vision, that strategy yeah. to bring a live vision within a live Highcomb, um, and it and it will be a, an amazing place where communities from across um, our generations, um, community-wise, youth work, kids, everything can can really thrive. Um, so we'd love you to be as a church to be praying for for a building in Highcomb. That's brilliant. We'd love to join with Highcomb in praying for that as well. Come on, let's thank Matt this morning. Bless you, Matt. Thank you so much. Honour is one of our core values here at Alive. And of course, we've honoured our location pastors and our leaders this morning. But it's so vitally important that we honour the ones who carry the vision for this house. And um, I hope that it's thrilled you this morning, Stuart and Irene, to hear and listen to these stories, to see the life of three locations that are carrying out the vision. But church, I'd love us to honour Stuart and Irene in this place this morning as our senior pastors and the ones who are carrying the vision. Stuart, Irene, we honour you and we thank you. We thank God for you and we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. And church, this morning, as we conclude our um, time together this morning, I want to create and give an opportunity for anyone here this morning who hasn't yet started a journey with Jesus, given their heart to Jesus, made a decision to follow Jesus. Maybe at the end of 2019, you found yourself somehow in a church this morning, and maybe God's nudging you and saying to you, today's the day of a decision. You've got an opportunity to make a decision in this place. Maybe you're looking into 2020 and thinking, you know, there's got to be something more than what I've done over the last year or had to carry myself. Maybe this morning is an opportunity for you to reflect and to take an opportunity to say a very simple prayer. And in saying a very simple prayer, to open your heart to Jesus, to allow him to come into your life, to make a way, make room for him in your heart. It will mean some changes, it will mean some lifestyle choices and things for next year, but it all starts with a moment of decision. 
And here at Alive, we have this in every one of our services. We never want to make an apology for this because it's perhaps the greatest thing we're able to do. This is to give every single person an opportunity to respond to Jesus. Our leaders here this morning have made that decision at some point in their lives. Every story that they spoke of actually was about people who have made that decision or are on the journey to making that decision. We want to give you an opportunity in this place this morning to make the very same decision. It's a decision that says, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you in my life. It's a decision that asks you to submit to his will and his ways. It's a decision that asks you to admit that you haven't got it all right and you need his help and guidance. And it's a decision that asks you to commit. Commit to living your life with him. Living a life with him as your Lord and Saviour. You might not have all the answers right now, but this prayer is a gateway to discovering a life in Jesus that is the greatest life of all. So we're gonna say a prayer. The prayer will come up on screen. Every one of us will read it together. We'll say it in this place. Then at the end of the prayer, I'm gonna ask everyone to bow their heads in, this, uh, in the auditorium this morning. And at the end of the prayer, if you've said the prayer for the first time, I'd like for you to raise your hand. And by raising your hand, you're indicating to me that you've said the prayer for the first time in this place this morning. And that you'd love to receive a book. The book will just help explain the prayer and it'll help you begin your journey walking out a life with Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. So let's put the prayer up on the screen. There it is. Why don't we say this prayer together? Let's say it nice and loud in this place this morning. Thank you, God, for loving me before I ever loved you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that I can get connected to you now because you are alive today. I admit that I've lived my life without you and I've messed up. I ask for your total forgiveness and I commit myself to you. Help me to submit my life to your teaching and direction from now on. I receive you into my life and I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Let's bow our heads, church, in this place. Now, if you've said that prayer for the first time, I'd love you to raise your hand for me in this uh, auditorium today. I can't see into the balcony this morning, but one or two of my friends up there will just help. And if you've made that prayer, said that prayer for the very first time, and at the beginning of 2020, want to make a decision to allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life, we'd love to bring a book to you. We'd love to help you start that journey. Just looking downstairs first. Wonderful. Church, it's been an honor to be a joined one church this morning. What a great celebration we've had celebrating the life of God in our locations. Let's give God another uh, applause, a praise, an honor. We love you, Jesus. We worship you. We give you all the honor and all the praise.